Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. The hype began long before E3 2016. But the E3 2016 trailer you're hearing right now took the hype to a new level. This is the M-Disc Playlist, and I am your host, Nitro. Part of what made that trailer for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild memorable was the music. The minimalist approach was somewhat of a departure for what Zelda music normally sounded like. It reminded fans of Joe Saishi's work on Studio Ghibli movies. But the biggest question was, who was the composer? In January of this year, Video Game Music Online revealed that the primary composer for Breath of the Wild would be Manaka Katalka. Who is Manaka Katalka? Oh, she worked on Animal Crossing, right? Well, yes. But which ones? Which pieces? And what other games did she work on? And did you know that she composed music for another Zelda game? What this episode will focus on is, of course, the music of Manaka Katalka. Because, I'll be honest, the Breath of the Wild music sounds amazing. I am honestly more excited for the music than anything else in the game, despite the ridiculously good reviews the game is currently getting. I am so excited for the music, I wanted to learn more about Manaka's work, and her contributions to previous Nintendo releases. I wanted to find out more about her personal life, but her personal info was extremely difficult to come by. The most I was able to find from her was that she was a graduate of Kobe University in 2006, earning a bachelor's in musicology. After graduating, she landed a job at Nintendo, working for their Entertainment Analysis and Development Division in Kyoto until 2015, when the division became the Entertainment Planning and Development Division, where she would work for their sound group. For the first part of her career, she was credited as Manaka Tomonaga, her maiden name. Her first composition job for a game would be for We Fit in 2007. Wii Fit was an exercise game that utilized the Wii Balance Board to help the player to conduct various yoga, balance, and strength exercises. This wasn't the first time Nintendo tried to integrate exercising with gaming, but it was their most successful. It was also the first time the gaming world got to hear what Manaka was capable of, and no one realized it at the time. Her contributions to the game were minimal compared to the game's other composers, Toru Minagashi and Shiho Fuji. But it was an excellent jumping point for her career. To be part of a game that helped popularize games that encouraged working out and whole body movements. The relaxing vibe this piece brings out is just a small sample of how peaceful Manaka's music style would be. Next, she would become part of a franchise that would, at the time, define her career. 
Animal Crossing City Folk for the Wii is an upscaled console port of the Nintendo DS's Animal Crossing Wild World. For the most part, City Folk's soundtrack was the same as Wild World's. But with City Folk came a new addition, the city itself. And the city presented an opportunity to provide brand new music to the world of Animal Crossing. And that task was given to, who else, Manaka. She composed all the brand new music exclusive to City Folk. Mainly the city theme and all the variations of the city theme. Her approach on the city music fit very well with the whimsical nature of Animal Crossing music and how the music would evolve depending on the time of day and the weather. The city themes also stood out for how European influenced it sounds, like you're just taking an innocent stroll through Paris and soaking in all the culture. Animal Crossing was always known for constantly changing background music, but the music didn't sound this culturally diverse until Manaka came along. And if you happen to be in the city late at night, the music will sound very quiet and almost haunting. Nowhere close to being as lively as how it sounds during the daytime. It's a very subtle way of saying, everything is closed, you seriously don't need to be here. Seriously. Go home. Animal Crossing Wild World already had an excellent soundtrack, which partly inspired the Animal Crossing episode I did last year. Manaka's exclusive contributions just made it even better. As I said in the beginning of the episode, Breath of the Wild is not Manaka's first contribution to the Zelda franchise. She was one of the composers chosen to work on the DS Zelda title, Spirit Tracks. doesn't sound quite as minimalist as Breath of the Wild does, does it? But that's okay, because this adventurous tone, this epic feel, this excitement was what Zelda music was known for. It's also a very fun and upbeat piece compared to a lot of Manaka's work that came before and after this game. Spirit Tracks was the second Zelda game to be released for the Nintendo DS as well as the second main entry Zelda game to be produced by current Zelda producer Eiji Aonuma. The primary composer was Toru Minigishi, but it was Manaka's work that proved to be one of the more memorable aspects of the soundtrack. This piece was chosen to represent the Spirit Tracks stage on the 3DS version of the fourth Smash Brothers game. The original version didn't appear though, Instead, we got an arrangement by Wild Arms composer Michiko Naruke. Between Spirit Tracks and the next game to be highlighted, Manaka got married and started to be credited in games as Manaka Katauka. Her first game under the Katauka name and her first game as a primary composer would once again bring her back to the world of Animal Crossing for the widely successful New Leaf. On the Animal Crossing episode, 
Usamimi and I credited New Leaf as being one of, if not THE game to help give the 3DS a significant boost in sales. New Leaf took Animal Crossing in a new direction for different reasons, including the music. It was a brand new take on the Animal Crossing experience, so the soundtrack had to sound different as well in comparison to what Kazumi Totaka did for the game. If you want to get the best of what Manaka had to offer, then just stroll through the village in the evening hours. Or even the midnight hours, if you have nothing else to do. Or, when you want to reflect on what you've accomplished in the game, then just sit by the town tree. By sitting at the town tree, you reflect on what all you have accomplished in your town. It's both nostalgic and bittersweet. Especially for those of you, myself included, who haven't played the game in months. Maybe even years. But that's okay, you now have a reason to come back, thanks to that big Welcome Amiibo update that was recently released. But back to the music. As I said, it represents the town tree. The town tree is planted the minute you become the mayor of your new town, and it literally takes a whole year for the tree to go from a tiny little seed to a great big tree to serve as a symbol of the town's growth. There you have it, the town tree, a cosmetic and metaphorical symbol of how far and how long the town has evolved since the start of your term as mayor. Of course, an incredible soundtrack like this couldn't go unnoticed outside of the game itself, so it had to be included in Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS, with Manaka's own arrangement of the 7pm theme. As stated during the look into her work in Spirit Tracks, she's not really known for fast, exciting pieces. But in this arrangement of New Leaf's 7pm theme, it starts out as 100% ethereal. But then, the piano starts to pick up, the bass starts to pick up, and the very subtle synth percussion is added to create the kind of battle music you would expect from a Smash Brothers game. Let alone a battle theme that would perfectly be suitable for an Animal Crossing stage. At the end of the loop, the piece becomes strictly ethereal. It's almost like a very quick representation of going through a day in Animal Crossing. From the early morning, to the busy afternoon, and finally, to the winding down hours of the evening. Animal Crossing wasn't the only game Manaka represented in the Smash Brothers universe, nor was Spirit Tracks. She also took on the Pokemon universe, with her own arrangement of the battle theme for Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum's Pokemon champion, Cynthia. This is a very interesting arrangement. And again, another piece that is very different from what Manaka is known for. It's almost as if most of the percussion in Cynthia's battle theme is replaced with a piano with a low-key signature. 
with the main melody represented with the violin. You can also hear chiptune samples in the background, which serves as a bit of a homage to the original source material. And then there's the second half of the piece. It was already interesting and different. Like the final movement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, this piece goes into a presto agiato movement. This part of the piece is actually the integration of Cynthia's regular theme into this arrangement. It's very fascinating how Monaka chose to do her battle theme as the first movement, and then her introductory theme as the second movement. In her version, the introductory theme is quicker than it is in the original, and more dramatic, with the subtle violin in the background. So Smash players, do not dismiss this entire piece right away if you're not a fan of how the battle theme movement sounds. If you do, you'll miss out on some incredible piano work from Anaka. Perhaps her best piano work. That is, until Breath of the Wild came out. of the wild. You have finally come. You have garnished a reception comparable to how Ocarina of Time was received back in 1998, and you are selling people on the Nintendo Switch. You are also giving Zelda fans a brand new style of music. The credit shouldn't entirely go to Manaka, however. Sound director Hajime Wakai wanted the music to be more ambient and to heavily emphasize the piano, because A, the piano was never really a primary instrument in the Zelda series, and B, the world in Breath of the Wild is so isolated, so the music had to sound more ambient rather than more melodic. Joining Manaka in composing Breath of the Wild is Yazuaki Iwata, who previously worked on arrangements of the retro tracks in Mario Kart 8, and the Beep Block Skyway music in Super Mario 3D World. The piece you're hearing now is the Hyrule Field theme during the day. Very lonely, very isolated, very somber, and very different from previous field themes, especially if you compare this field theme to the one she did for Spirit Tracks. A perfect example of the sound direction taken with Breath of the Wild. Now, it was very tough choosing which Breath of the Wild pieces to highlight. There are so many good ones, but I just couldn't... I just had a very difficult time narrowing it down. And because the game is still so fresh in people's minds, I, I wanted to leave the experience of listening to the soundtrack mostly on you, the players. I didn't want to give you guys too much. I didn't, I didn't want to give you guys a lot of music right away. What I mainly wanted to do was stick with Monaka's pieces that appeared in the sound selection CD that came with the special edition of the game. And thank you Nintendo for releasing that special edition because it offers an incredible way to support the soundtrack officially, but 
It helped me narrow down which pieces to highlight on this episode. There is one exception, though. There is one piece that is not included on the CD that I really wanted to highlight in this episode. You'll understand why in just a little bit. It's a piece that presents a very creepy side of Manaka's music. This is the Omen of the Blood Moon. The Blood Moon is a gameplay mechanic that instantly revives any enemy killed by Link, including the bosses. You'll see the Blood Moon rise in the distance at random intervals. You'll know what it looks like right away, trust me. And the cosmetics of the Blood Moon become more and more ominous the farther and farther up it goes. Before the Blood Moon rises all the way, you get this piece. Very foreboding, ominous, and almost Silent Hill-like, with its creative use of pans, volume control, and abrupt cuts followed by a progressive and intimidating piano doing an excellent job warning you of the hell that will break loose once the blood moon rises all the way. If you start to see the blood moon rise, do stay away from enemy camps. You would not want to have revived enemies surrounding you while you're unprepared, right? So yeah, Breath of the Wild incredible soundtrack by an incredible composer, a composer who may not have been around as much as other famous video game music composers. But with a game like this, and with what she did for the Animal Crossing franchise, she is surely destined to become one of those composers that people will resonate excitement if she is revealed to be working on a new game. And that does it for another episode of the MDisc Playlist. You can email me at mdiscplaylist at gmail.com. You can subscribe to me on Stitcher. You can follow me on your RSS feed. You can follow me on Twitter at mdiscplaylist. And sneak preview announcement. I got something really big planned right now. I can't talk about it just yet, but it's going to take mdisc. To a whole new level. I am Nitro. Good night. Have a pleasant tomorrow. And good luck finding a Switch. Because as of this recording. Those things are very hard to find. But what do you expect from Nintendo. And stocking really really cool things right. Good night everybody.